Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Taking Care of Business. And whilst it might be 43 degrees outside, it's absolutely freezing in this room at the moment. <laughs> this week I'm joined by our Head of Commercial, MAR, to talk all things commercial. I think we've been quite vocal over the last few weeks or so in terms of the residential property market and what's going on there. So it would be good for us to hear from Emma to, to hear what's, what's going on in the world of commercial. And to kick things off, one thing we have said over the last few weeks a couple of times it, on the secondary market is um, the fact that at the start of July, it felt when the school holidays kicked in, everyone left Dubai and there was a, a, a slowdown a little bit in the market. And then the last couple of weeks, it, it's got a bit busier again. So how's the world of commercial? Is it affected in the same way? Is it different? Is I mean, uh, yeah, we have slowed down slightly. Um, I think it's quite traditional for Dubai uh, once the schools shut for summer. Um, residential, commercial, everything kind of slows down. Um, a lot of decision makers are away. Um, families are all away on their holidays. So it's a slight drop, yeah, uh, but we're still obviously quite busy. Um, transactions still happening. Um, and we are expecting, obviously, once the schools open in September, um, to be back to full steam. I think already. Look from our point of view, the metrics we look at, leads coming in, viewings, um, applicants on the system, visits to the websites, engagement over social media, even in the last 10 to 14 days as a company-wide, we've seen an improvement. But then even if you go out to the roads and yeah. the restaurants and cafes, they, they do seem a lot busier. So yeah. I think it is, um, it is a, a Dubai-wide a, a Dubai thing. What I would say is on the commercial side, like the residential side, there's year-on-year -year growth. Um, so maybe it's something that, the market is impacted, but less so as less so as we go on through the years. So, taking it back then to pre-summer, what have we seen in the in commercial so far this year? Um, I mean, we've been incredibly busy, same as on the residential side. Um, prices increasing and increasing month on month, um, especially for what we would call A-grade uh, buildings, commercial term for you, and in like prime locations, we've seen an incredible uh, increase in sales prices and in the rental prices as well. Um, so we, we're kind of going hand in hand with the residential side of things. Um, obviously a lot of demand, uh, a lot of new companies entering the market as well. Well, I think the first half of this year, the, the busiest half on record, if, if I'm not wrong, uh, for new company formations yeah. in Dubai. Yeah, that's right. I mean, there's, there's a lot of new players entering the market as well, all in different industries. Um, it's not just the existing companies upsizing, um, but like I said, it's, uh, so this is one thing time. I was going to ask you. So who is, is there a particular um, type of company that are coming into the market with all these new company formations? Is it split? What what we see in it? I mean, it's, it's kind of split um, from the experiences we've had and the big, largest transactions we've done. We've had a lot of like blockchain, crypto, um, anything kind of to yeah. do with tech. Basically, um, we've seen we've seen a lot of interest from that side um but again it's just quite split all over it does make sense I think if if you read the headlines dubai is on a a massive um a massive push with the digital world cryptocurrency yeah. world at the moment even in terms of last week in the headlines was the new anti-money laundering regulations around crypto which i mean that that's a regulation but i think that also shows how serious dubai is taking it because it, if they're putting regulations in place, you obviously plan for it to be a big part of the a big part of the economy going forwards. I mean, those regulations are all over the world, um, yeah. so we're not doing anything different. Um, so it's kind of becoming a norm for everyone now, um, just just to provide the right transparency 
um, to to the AML department, if you like. What about um, co-working spaces? Because coming out of lockdown, this was this was all the talk about how um, offices will downsize, there'll be more working from home, there'll be a lot more co-working spaces and more more flexible more flexible working spaces. Is that now we're a bit further on from? not from COVID, because obviously COVID's still with us, but from the lockdowns and, and everything else, and people are more used to being back in the office. Is it the same demand for the, the co-working spaces? Um, not so much co-working, I wouldn't say. I wouldn't say the demand's the same, um, but some companies have kind of realised that working remotely has been, let's say, more proactive for, for, for the staff and for the employees, so they've kind of stuck with that. Um, but a lot of industries, like, like ourselves, more like sales-driven industries, I mean, the kind of buzz you get and, and, yeah. and the kind of zone you get into when you're in an office is completely different. Yeah. Um, so it hasn't, we, we've, we've just been increasing our business month on month, year on year. Um, and I would say we're not exactly specialised in co-working, but obviously being in the market, I would say the demand would have dropped for co-working yeah. slightly at the least. Yeah, that makes sense. And industry by industry as well, it makes sense in terms of office solutions or retail solutions or commercial solutions to to impact different um, different industries differently so looking forward to the next I guess six to twelve months and I know, I know there's no crystal ball and you can't be held to anything you say here but what do you think is going to happen in the commercial market do you think retail is going to increase office space is going to increase warehouses how's the demand going to be to be honest I can see an increase in 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 all aspects of commercial. Uh, we're a bit undersupplied with good office spaces, large spaces, um, all throughout the city. Um, and when companies usually come to set up, it's a bit different to residential, especially when you're, when you're seeing big establishments come in and setting up bases here. They don't come with like a one or two year plan. Uh, these kind of players in the market are coming thinking five years, 10 years ahead. So I can't see any kind of decrease within the next 12 to even 18 months. Um, yeah, well, we know from a personal level that when we're looking for new office space for Allsop and Allsop, it's not as easy as you think. Yeah. I think sometimes you look around Dubai, and I've been guilty of this, and you think there's offices here, there's offices there, there's commercial space. But when you get down to it, and when each company is looking for something for their particular needs, there's not actually that much, yeah. is there? Yeah. I mean, the, the requirements kind of narrow it down. Um, when you, obviously, we're in real estate, we've got a lot of manpower, you need a certain amount of parking space, you need easy access. Um, for clients and for, for agents and employees coming in and out. So there's many, many aspects to it. It's all good having towers around, but what's suitable for you is... is yeah, is a, um, is a different question. So then coming into, um, I know we have covered it before, but just for anyone that might be listening, that we're talking about record, record amounts ever of company formations. What are the kind of things people need to be looking out for? If, if someone sat there or sat here and they're, they're looking to, to start a new company in terms of, well, like office space licenses and what are the key, the, the, the key signals or the key things they need to have in mind? I mean, if you're going to start a business um, or you're going to bring your business from overseas to Dubai, the first thing you'd need to get would be a trade license. That process would be you'd have a name approval, whichever the name of your company would be. Um, an initial approval would be the next step. Uh, the only way you get from an initial approval to a full trade license is by uh, renting or buying a commercial space, whether that be a retail or, or an office. Um, and obviously, once you get to licensing, there's different types of licenses. Um, you have your mainland, which is with the Dubai Economic Department, and you have various free zones from DIFC to DMCC. 
Um, so depending on the activity of your business, um, the first thing would to decide would be what kind of trade license you're going to obtain. But just to pick up on a point there that's really interesting. So a company can't, um, I'm trying to figure the words, trying to find the words, I was going to say can't form itself or can't go through the formation process without either buying or, or letting a, a, a premises. Yeah, I mean, you need some kind of address to be to be physical on the trade license. I mean, if, if you're if you're a tech company and, and, and you only have like two, three employees, you could get a flexi space, you could get, um, like we were saying, a co-working space. Yep. Um, but again, visas would come into it. If you have a certain amount of employees, then you would need a certain amount of, uh, of square footage on the office, if you like. These are all uh, like aspects to consider. Well, yeah, and without um, wanting to turn this into to kind of pitch for why to use a, a commercial, like a, a commercial real estate broker, you do really need to talk to someone early doors because a lot, for a lot of people's impression, you would go through the company formation, maybe then okay, I've got my company and I'm going to look for a premises and I'm going to do this and now I'm going to do that. But really, it's at the very start. As soon as you yeah. think about like forming a company. You need to think about where you're going to be, where you're going to be based, well, what mean, premises. Depending on the license you get, it kind of narrows down the locations. You could actually rent an office as well or buy an office. So the planning needs to be quite thorough from beginning to end. It's not just, I'll go and get a trade license today and I'll decide where I'm going to be next week. And then how do people decide what or what governs what trade license or what type of license a company should have? I mean, the activity on the business, uh, of the business rather, um, is... It's quite important for the license you're going to go for. Um, obviously, now it's, it's a bit more flexible than it was before. But in free zones, you can have 100% ownership yep. or foreign ownership uh, of a company. Um, certain activities now on mainland, you can have ownerships. If you're opening up a branch for an overseas company, obviously, then there's going to be different aspects to consider as well. Um, but definitely, it will vary from company to company and the activity. That, that they do so 100% foreign um, ownership of companies have we seen a large um, a large increase in clientele that, that now own their companies 100% yeah I would, uh, over the last couple of years there's definitely been a huge increase of that for sure it makes sense doesn't it because I, I know for a fact it's, it's something that puts just from talking in social circles it's something that put a lot of people off forming companies was the, the fact that they wouldn't be the majority shareholder. Yeah, I mean, look, company. We, we've been here a while, so uh, we know it's safe. Uh, even if you were to have uh, a local partner, um, the, the country and, and the, uh, the regulations give you a lot of safety. But someone coming in from the outside who doesn't know the UAE, who doesn't know Dubai, um, you think, oh, I have to give 51% of the company to yeah. someone I don't really know uh, on paper. Yeah. Um, so it, is, it does give people a lot more peace of mind and a bit more comfort when they're setting yeah. companies up. Good. So before we finish things off, top three areas at the moment for commercial transactions, or what are the top three areas that people are looking in? Uh, I mean, the main, there's not actually that many business hubs. If you go through through the city, you'll have free zone wise, it will be probably the busiest one would be JLT, which is uh, DMCC, is the licensing. Um, DIFC has always been- um, That's a prestigious from, yeah. one, yeah. Yeah, it's a prestigious one, a lot of financial, uh, companies down there so that's always a, a busy one for us as a company as well and then when you're looking at mainland what we'd call licensing with the Dubai Economic Department it would definitely be Business Bay um, and along Sheikh Zaira these are more office spaces when you go to retail obviously the scope gets kind of bigger you have the malls you have um, locations again along Sheikh Zayed Road uh, below residential towers 
Um, and then obviously we have a couple of designated um, industrial areas as well, free zones being like uh, Jebel Ali um, and the mainland for the industrial is going to be like Alcruz and, and the IP. Okay, so then finally to wrap things up, why do you think that Dubai is a place at the moment where people should either be moving or setting up their business operations? Um, I think strategically, if you look on the world map, it's quite a good location between the east and the yep. west, uh, for sure. It's one of the, the fastest growing cities in the world. Um, and as you know, as well as me, it's an amazing place to live. Um, so I think, I think they're, they're pretty good reasons to give yeah, it a go. It's sure. an amazing place to live. And I think the, the government and the leadership are so forward thinking in terms of, we, we touched on digital, uh, digital currencies, but just tech and different ways of doing things in the world. I think it's probably quite an exciting place yeah, for, couldn't agree more. for people to be. Okay, perfect. Thank you for Emma for coming on. For me, it's always good to look at the commercial world because obviously if you've got a thriving commercial sector, if new businesses are coming, if businesses are expanding, it only spells well for the residential real estate sector, but also the economy and, and the city in general. So it's always good to it's always good to keep an eye on to see what's going on in the, the commercial world. And for those people who are, are looking up looking to set a new business or move the business over here, then get in touch with with someone like again, not to plug all up and also with someone like Ember or someone else in the market today to to dip into their knowledge and to, to ask a few of the questions for things that you need to know. As always, thanks for listening. Please follow, subscribe, like. Any questions you have on this podcast, on any other podcast or anything in market, anything you want us to talk about, just let us know. And until then, we'll see you next week. Thank All you. Right.